marijuana and Christianity. Let's talk about it. My name is Mike Stibbs, and this is Detox Babylon. Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for everybody who is watching this podcast. Father, I thank you that you are strong and mighty to save and deliver and clear our minds of all of the worthless junk that it might be cluttered with. I speak clarity, I speak peace, and I speak perfect sleep over everyone listening to this podcast right now. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple of resources for you. Please go and follow me on Instagram at Detox Babylon. I have another YouTube channel that you can watch where I do a daily podcast. It's just my name, Mike Stibbs. Go there, subscribe, click the bell and stay tuned on that one because we're going to give away some of my documentaries for free for Christmas. So go to Mike Stibbs um, YouTube channel and more is coming out on that. And last but not least, my website is detoxbabylon.com where you can find all of the stuff in one easy website. And I added on there just recently a link or a button, if you will, to a few of my Detox Babylon episodes that I did that were apart from the Daily Renegade one. So those are free on my website as well. Go check them out. Um, Not the best work I've done, but nevertheless, it's all good because it's really in the beta stage. I am still working and developing a really awesome TV show. It may not be called Detox Babylon, but that is in development and I will let you guys know as soon as all of that stuff is ready. So I want to talk about marijuana and Christianity and I really am going to give my hard opinion on this, but then I'm going to caveat it as I do have an opinion, um, but my opinion is not the word of the Lord, okay? So first off, I want to share a testimony that happened just a couple months ago um, with CBD oil. And I got completely stoned off of it. And I know some some people will say, oh, well, you can't do that because it only has so much THC in it and blah, blah, blah. But let me uh, begin by telling you this. Um, I smoked uh, marijuana from 14, the age of 14, up until, I don't know, um, maybe 28, 29, 30, can't remember exactly when I quit. I want to say 29 though. So a good, a good 15, 16 years or 13 or 14 years of my life, I smoked marijuana. If I was, uh, religious, that was my religion. I loved it. I smoked it every day. I would smoke it before work, at work, after, you know, um, I would smoke it in my ride home from, from work in my car every day. Um, I didn't really see anything wrong with it before I was saved. So I definitely know what it feels like to be um, under the influence of marijuana um, just as good as anybody else. So, so the story starts, I take 
I've taken uh, CBD oil. Um, I've taken it every day for, I don't know, three or four years. And um, I went, uh, as you know, it's expensive, right? So I went into a marijuana medical dispensary here in Montana and I purchased um, some because I do find that you can get it cheaper. Okay. Now I was using a brand for a long time that was, um, it had zero THC in it. So I didn't really realize that there was some THC in this one that I bought. So anyway, I'm taking it, no effects, no effects, no effects, but I get to the, I get to the end of the bottle and it's just enough. So the, the dropper won't take any of it, uh, because there's not that much. So I just, you know, put it under my tongue. I leave it underneath there for, I don't know, a minute or so. And then I go off and I drive. So I live in Montana. So anywhere I drive, it's, it's, it's uh, about a 20 minute drive to get to the nearest town. Now I live in a little tiny town, but there's not a lot of food choices. So I'm like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out and just sit down for a, for a nice dinner. So anyway, I'm driving, I'm driving and I, I get to my location. I'm feeling good. And then, um, I eat and I start heading back home and I was like, I feel super weird right now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is like, I think I'm stoned. And so I get home and I start, I lay down and I'm just praying to God. I say, God, just, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I feel like I'm stoned and I don't like this feeling. And really what it, what it happened was, is because I didn't shake the bottle enough when I was using it, whatever, that concentration of THC, for some reason, it was all at the end of the bottle or it just wasn't tested, but for whatever reason it was, I know, I know what being stoned and being high is like. And the way I want to explain it to you, because on the other side of it, and as being a Christian, okay, and as a Christian, I will just be honest with you, um, as a Christian, I had um, taken THC a few times to try to sleep and I did not like it. And I, I just, you know, I prayed to God, Hey, I'm not going to, you know, I have, a, I had a, a very, very severe issue with um, insomnia where I basically only slept like three or four hours for many, many years. And so I tried it um, under medical marijuana and it, it, it did not work. It didn't work. So I, I I'm, when I tell you, I know, I know what it's like. So I was stoned off of this CBD oil, which had some THC in it. And the way I want to explain it to you, if you're, if you're a Christian and you have never tried it, okay, I want to explain that it does something very interesting to people. Now, it does different things to other people. So I'm not, this is not a blanket statement by any stretch, but it, 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 I believe that it opens up a portal for spirits to be able to speak to you more pronounced. And so I remember this night and I'm laying in my bed and it, it kind of progressively was getting worse as it was hitting my bloodstream. And I could feel this voice 
tell me that I was sick and that I had cancer and that I was going to die young. And it was so, it was such a spirit of delusion that came over me. And so needless to say, you know, I woke up the next day and I was a little bit groggy and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure this never happens again. I need to make sure that, you know, um, that I buy the correct CBD oil. And so really the question is, and I I really want you guys to comment on this because I am a person and I'll share a little bit of my drug use um, with psychedelics as well. And I've heard a lot of people weigh in on this. And so I want you to weigh in as well. Like, is it a black and white issue or is it a gray issue? Is it that it's wrong because I just know, um, I know California, it's been legal for several years, Colorado, um, it's been legal for several, several years, Washington and a handful of other States, Montana that I live in, we just, uh, made it legal for recreational use. So there's no law, there's no man, man's law telling me that I can't partake in it. And if we look into God's law, you know, we can definitely make a case for why we shouldn't really take it. But where is the line? Where is the line with that? Because I do understand, I do understand that THC has some, um, it has some properties that can help people that have conditions like really like cancer and whatnot. It helps people eat. It, it kind of helps them feel a little bit better. And I can tell you this, right? I have, I have a torn rotator cuff from a snowboarding accident and it is a chronic issue in me. Okay. And my hand, it goes all the way to my hand and it, and it makes my hand numb and it doesn't have a lot of strength in it. And people have told me to get medical marijuana because it'll help relax that. Okay. And, um, as I shared with you, I did get a medical marijuana card and I only used it a few times because I didn't like it, but I can tell you it did help my shoulder relax. And so in that context, it helped me sleep better. But then on the other angle, the spiritual consequence to it was more than I was able to handle. So I decided I'm not going to move further with this. I tore up the medical card. Um, I never purchased it again, but then I would go in to buy the CBD oil. And then, so this is, I don't know, a year after or two years after that, you know, so I'm just, I'm just sharing my testimony with you guys. I'm not giving a, (laughs) a green light per se, um, to use it because I believe, and this is where I'm going to share my opinion in my mind. It's easy enough to say that I, I feel that no healthy Christian should be using it recreational because I do believe that it is allowing spirits to influence you. I believe that it is a portal for the spirits to listen to you, but 
as I said, that's my hard opinion. Okay. I'm not, I'm saying if you need it for medical, cool. All right. And if it doesn't affect you in that spiritual way and somehow God's covering you from that because it's helping you in a medical standpoint, I'm fully on board with that. But I think there's a, um, we need to be careful of how we promote that because I've heard some Christians promoting it and promoting other narcotic like substances. And so we have to be very, very careful of how we say things and and realize that young people and how they hear something can affect the decisions that they make okay so i take it i take it from this too because i as a person that has done every single drug that you can probably think of i'm sure there's a couple that i haven't part, partook in but i will say that i've used cocaine a lot um obviously you i or if you've watched my stuff before, you know that I was a, a opiate addict, um, pills and Oxycontins, Vicodins, Norcos, Loracet, Loratab, Percocet, anything with a set or an ene at the end of it. I've taken more of that in my lifetime to kill a herd of elephants. Okay. And I could tell you that marijuana is not addictive like any of the other ones like at all, like cocaine and cocaine and crystal meth. I was highly addicted to that. Obviously the pills was a whole different level of addiction with the opioids, but the marijuana doesn't have the addictive properties, um, physically addicted properties that the other ones do. So there is something that I would say, Hey, look, if there's a medicinal use in it, and it works. Okay, cool, cool. Let's talk about it. But let's make sure that it's not hindering your spirituality is what I'm really getting at. Because I, I do realize and I, I have pain. I've got, like I told you, I got the chronic pain in my shoulder um, and, and it goes into my hand and I can't play guitar as well as I used to. And I, I'm, I pray, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't pray or people in my life are not praying that my shoulder be completely healed or that I actually, you know, go in and get the surgery done. But I believe God, God is my healer um, and he will heal me in his due time. But like I said, it didn't work for me on the spiritual angle. Yeah, it relaxed my shoulder a little bit. Okay. And it helped me kind of just, you know, it's, it's when you have a chronic condition like that, you're, you're guarding yourself, right. And you're tensing up when you really don't need to be. So that causes a certain amount of inflammation and that, and it really did, it helped it relax it. But as I'm saying, the spiritual consequence, the spiritual consequence was, as I could feel like there was a spirit that came directly to me and that was with me and was almost glad that I opened up a portal so they can influence me a little bit more. So I want to know from you, I really want to hear both sides of it. I want to know if, are you struggling with this idea of, you know, it being legal where you live and you think it's okay to take it? I want to hear your side. 
okay? And I'm not gonna judge you, but I would like to open up some dialogue and ministry opportunities if you are struggling with any sort of addiction. Um, I am here for you. No doubt you can inbox me on Instagram at Detox Babylon, or you can email me at mikestibs at gmail.com. I will always respond to you, no matter if it's a negative, if you hate me, or if you love me, or you want prayer, or you want to yell at me, I'll respond and we can open up a dialogue about certain things. So again, um, and this is going to lead me into my next uh, same topic, but it's going to lead me into my next kind of subject matter here. But again, my hard opinion is if you don't have an ailment, I think it's wrong. And that's my opinion. And I think it's wrong because I do think that it can open up a portal but at the same time, I'm going to respect the medical side of it and saying if you have a condition and it really does make the quality of your life better, um, I'm not giving your proverbial green light on it because I'm not the lawgiver. God's the lawgiver and I'm not giving a red light. I will put that into a gray area and say, I'm not really sure, but I'm not the one to be able to judge because I'm not you. So please leave a comment in the comment section below. And so this is going to move me into my next little subject matter here. Um, you know, because Detox Babylon Really, it started off, at least that name, it started off with a word that I got from the Lord in prayer, and he said, Detox Babylon. Now, he didn't say that Detox Babylon's a TV show or a podcast or a website. God said Detox Babylon. And I took that in the way of like, okay, so we are born into a certain system. The system has rules. There was There's people that came before us. There's mindsets that came before us. There's all of this stuff that came before us, all of this knowledge, all of this history. And then here comes you, here comes me, and we're born into Babylon. We're born into a worldly type of system. And what we believe is a, a um, okay, what we believe is the sum of, of history and our ancestry and our forefathers, um, not proverbially, but exactly like your lineage, your grandmother, grandfather, so on and so forth. And so all of that, you are a sum of all of that when you're born into the world. And most of us will believe the same things our parents believed um, as we're growing up. And then, yeah, we get to that point where we start to question things. So when I heard the term detox Babylon, I really took that in the context of, can I look at the Bible from a perspective of not knowing the things that I know about Christianity or that I know about the world? Can I pick up the Bible and not pervert God's word into 
something that I want it to say. So can I detox the worldly system and then be filled up with what God is saying and not what the latest YouTubers or the latest pastor or the latest rock star pastor is saying? Can I filter all of that stuff out and get into the meat of what God is truly saying? So detoxing really means to get rid of. So can I get rid of any worldly thinking that I have and replace it with the truth of God. And then over the years, it just developed into this whole idea of, um, of a TV show. And then it developed into the idea of, um, the podcast. And now, um, I really, the, I really want to take detox Babylon and really, um, I'm in the process of turning it into a production company. So it's always going to be the detox Babylon podcast, but as far as the docu series go, we're probably going to come up with a different name for that. Um, but we are working really hard on developing that and it will be coming out in 2021. So anyway, um, that's detox Babylon in short. So going into this next subject. So I'm driving down the street. Again, I'm always driving. Okay. So I'm driving down the street and I was, um, I have like a worship, uh, mix on, uh, YouTube music app. Okay. And so I listen to, I listen to all of your mainstream worship, you know, Hillsong, Jesus culture. And I know, and I know, and I just did a podcast on my YouTube channel about Carl Lentz. God bless him. Father, just restore him. But I really called out a lot of the pastors and teachers that are in the, that have the rock star status. And I'm, I'm even calling out younger people that want to be pastors in that podcast, but go to uh, my YouTube channel, Mike Stibbs and check out that podcast. It was, I, I really did go off on them, but in a spirit of restoration and refreshing. So I listen to Hillsong. I listen to Jesus culture. Um, I, I'm, I love music. Okay. And I think that, you know, from a capitalist point of view, <laughs> they're making some of the best Christian music out there. And for those of you who, who do have a conviction against that, I understand. And I will not condemn you in that conviction of listening to those groups because of some of the people that are attached to it, but the movement is good. Some of the people are not so uh, good as what we'll leave it at, but there's a lot of Christian bands out there. If you search for it, you will find some good Christian music out there, some good Christian rock music. If you want to know um, of some of the bands, like rock bands that I listen to, um, I'll inbox you stuff. Um, if you're if you're looking for it, you just tell me the genre that you like, and I can send you um, something in that genre that's kind of underground Christian music because I still do have a lot of connections in that world. Of stuff that's not coming out in the mainstream, but it is out there and it's a lot of good stuff. And so I want to say I'm going down the street, I'm listening to worship music. It's worship music, it's Hillsong, it's Jesus culture, it's, you know, the other dude, the big dude out there. I can't remember his name right now, but the guy who's kind of country and westernish, uh, Chris, somebody, Chris Tomlin. And so I'm listening to all this stuff, and all of a sudden I hear this song and I recognize. Uh, my my Bluetooth thing on my on my uh, on my car 
will say the artist, I saw the artist was King's Kaleidoscope. And I remember listening to them, um, you know, back when I first got saved and here and there. And so I hear this song and it's about, it's, it, it's got Jesus in it. It's got prayer in it. It's got a lot of good things. And then it's got the F-bomb um, in there. And I was like, Lord, did I just hear the F word in a worship song? Like, is this band, are they Christian band? Like, I mean, I, th- I thought they were. But all the lyrics sounded pretty good, except for the F word. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. So um, I'm starting to research this band a little bit. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this isn't, the band isn't the, isn't the, the story. The story is, is the new generations of Christians rising up. And this is, this will take us back to the marijuana question and I'll tie it back in. But I'm thinking to myself that, you know, I've seen um, a lot of Christians that support um, lifestyles that are not conducive to the Christian lifestyle. Okay. And my thoughts and views on that is, is let's, why don't you go and start another religion? If that's what you believe, don't call it Christianity. And I, I implore you, in the name of Jesus Christ and all that is holy, if you, um, if you are, cond- or if you are condoning lifestyles that are clearly not a part of how a Christian should be living their life. Call it something else and and break away from Christianity, break away from the Bible, because what you're doing is, is you're poisoning people that don't know the truth. And you're you're giving, you're telling them what you are saying is okay. Okay. And you're leading them into hell. And there's no other way to put it because that's what the Bible teaches. It teaches that you cannot partake in the kingdom of heaven, okay, if you practice such a lifestyle. And I'll say it straight up is I have seen, I want to say three. I have ministered to several people that were gay. That were that lived in a gay lifestyle. I've seen two of them come out of it. The other person, I don't know that he came out of it, although he was trying to and struggling. And I don't know if he went on to get ministry, but I've seen two people come out of it and they act, they've gotten married to the opposite sex and they don't deal with it anymore. And what they'll tell you, what those people's testimony will tell you is that that, that, Yes, there was a predisposition there. They may they felt like they were born with it, but when they got born again and they got ministry and they understood that they were feeding that this was almost an acquired thing through whatever, but everybody's story is different, but that's not what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is that we are we are entering this phase to where we have gotten uh, by and large, so far off of the path of what Christianity really should look like. And so I think to myself a lot, like if Paul, the Apostle Paul, or even Jesus Christ himself came back right now and didn't have any knowledge of what was going on in the world, and they let's just say they woke up and, whoa, you know, of course Jesus knows all, he sees all. 
Now, but I wonder like if Paul, if Paul would just be freaking out and be on every street corner telling everybody to repent and telling Christians to repent, if he would be in front of churches and, and rebuking them, like, I wonder what they would say. And so that brings me to, whoa, man, what am I, am I doing that? Do I need to detox Babylon further? Do I need to, do I need to, um, change the way I think. And I know the Bible tells us, yes, we do need to change the way we think, that we need to be not conformed to this world, but we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so it's not okay for me to think the same way I did before I was saved. It's not possible in my, in my, in my assertion in my calculation. It's not possible for me to bring over my worldview pre-Christianity into my new Christian walk. I believe that we have a new standard and that standard is Jesus. Okay. And so going back to the the subject of marijuana and Christianity is we have to be super careful. If we if we, you are a person that does condone it, condone it, <laughs> be careful how you use those words. If you condone other narcotic-like substances, be careful how you tell people you condone it. Because one person one person's medicine could be one per another person's stumbling block. I'll say that again. One person's medicine could be another person's stumbling block. And we don't want anybody to stumble. And we don't want to get to heaven one day and have God tell us, you know, your stance on marijuana, you know, it was okay for you because it helped you in your ailment. However, the way you portrayed that to the world around you was condoning it and telling younger Christians that it was okay. And that's not okay. Okay? So anyway, I'm going to say bye to the YouTube audience and for the Daily Renegade members. Um, it's just going to be a really quick sermon on something. Um, and I'm going to give you a, give the Daily Renegade members a special promo code to where you can stream my brand new documentary for only $2.44. So go forth and bear some fruit, YouTube. So Daily Renegade members, thank you for tuning in. I have uh, this documentary. Now, I would ask you from the bottom of my heart, um, go to DetoxBabylon.com, order some copies of the hard copy for Christmas presents. It will not disappoint. And for you, I have a special promo code. Um, it is DR member, um, and you can you can stream it for two dollars and forty four cents. So don't be confused that you can get the hard copy for two dollars and forty four cents, but you can stream it from your phone or from your laptop or from your smart TV right now for two dollars and forty four cents, and you can basically own it. And that code is DR member. And I'm going to go into just a little bit of, of a topic that was in this documentary. And that was this whole idea of prophecy and um, this Egypt parallel, Egypt, um, America 
parallel that I make. Now that's nothing new. I didn't come up with that, you know, out of thin air. It's nothing new, but I do make a very interesting assertion. And so one thing um, I talk about in the documentary is um, about prophecy. Okay. And the word prophecy is very interesting. And so I want to share with you guys kind of um, some research and some things I've been going into on just on that word prophecy. And we'll share, I'll share that. And then I'll talk about the, um, America, Egypt kind of revelation that's in, that's in this documentary, but I'm not going to really give you the full part of it, but I'm going to give you, um, a revelation that I had. So I talk about prophecy and how prophecy is not only God telling the future, but how I believe it is a pattern found in history that can prepare us for the future. So, an example, okay? An example of the pattern in history, I'll give you this example. Nimrod was an antichrist, okay? Nebuchadnezzar was an, was an antichrist, but Nebuchadnezzar is kind of in his own category because I believe, I believe he's going to be in heaven. So um, Nimrod, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Pharaoh back in Egypt, all of these were antichrists. So then moving along, um, I believe, I believe from my research that uh, Vladimir Lenin was an antichrist, Mussolini, um, Hitler, and I do believe Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are falling under this category of an antichrist, okay? Um, but that's not what we're talking about. That will be another show. So I want to first look at the word prophecy. And so a lot of us in the fringe Christian realm, we do, we've heard about this way of how you can break down the ancient Hebrew. And if you're not aware, if you're not aware of it, um, I'll give you just a quick rundown, but you can go into the old paleo Hebrew um, and you can see that each Paleo-Hebrew letter was also a number and it also had more than one meaning, okay? Excuse me. And so we've heard that if you break down the name of Jesus doing this, you get a very interesting saying there. You get the hand that destroys the establishment of the eye. And I also go into that a little bit in this documentary. But what I didn't go into the documentary was the word prophecy, okay? So taking the word prophecy and, and applying that same type, of, um, same type of breaking it down to see if we can find a, a meaning out of it, we have the word nabuha. And so it's uh, four letters in the, in the ancient Hebrew. And what I've done is I look at the Paleo-Hebrew. And so you have Nun, Beth, Aleph, and He. If I'm not pronouncing those quite right, I do apologize, but Nun, Beth, Aleph, and He. So if you look at it, you got Nun, and of course, Hebrew is read from right to left rather than left to right. So you're reading it, for us, it's backwards. Um, so we have Nun, which means seed, fish, life, continue. Beth, house, family, or in, like you're in a house. Um, Aleph, Ox, strength, or leader. He, which is H-E, he, behold, reveal, breath. Now, if we're looking at this, there's a couple, there's a couple of different things that I found out of it, but I, I do it like this. I say, 
that, and I use a couple of the different meanings in this to, to find out exactly what prophecy means and why, why is prophecy there is the bigger picture here. But um, it is, it is the seed that gives life in the house or the family of God to give strength to the leader. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to mess with this a little bit. The seed of life in the house of God that reveals strength or that reveals the leader. So prophecy in my viewpoint is given that we would have a more abundant life on this earth in the family of God that's revealed through the leader, Jesus Christ. And that's pretty cool. So prophecy, okay, in my viewpoint, this is not an end-all be-all answer, but prophecy is there so we know what's, what's coming, okay? And that by knowing what's coming, we can live outside of what's happening in the world and we can live in God's economy rather than living in the world's economy. So for instance, you know, I, I pose the question to, and I'm not a hater on this. I just always have questions. And so sometimes I'm not coming to an end all be all answer, but nevertheless, I'm like, okay, well, I have questions. So for the Trump prophecies that people have been given, like I ask myself, well, what strength is that giving me to know what's coming? It's just what I feel is that it's you trying to tell the future. And then if you're right, people might buy your book. Okay. So even, even before, like we know that there was a book written about the Trump prophecies. Now I didn't read the book. I didn't watch the movie. I've, I, I, I've never heard the guy speak, so I'm not indicting him. So don't, don't get mad at me if you like him because I'm not indicting him. But I could tell you back in 2012, I saw, when I saw Mr. Trump running for president, I said, I want him as my president. And I got laughed out of the church that I was going to when I said that this guy needs to be our president. And the reason why I got laughed at it was because he was crude and he spoke his mind and he kind of represented what Christianity wasn't about in his previous life. Okay. But I'm saying I didn't prophesy it. That's what I wanted. Now, is that what you wanted when you when you're saying that you're prophesying that God told you? So that's what I'm just like I said I got questions, okay? So prophecy should be there so we know what's coming so we could live outside of that consequence. So I'm going to make this interesting Egypt um America um kind of revelation or or analysis is that in Egypt from Joseph um, we know that Joseph was second in command in Egypt, right? In all of the land. In a satanic kingdom, Joseph, you know, basically was able to uh, reveal the leader who was God to the people through the spirit of prophecy, okay? And then 400 years pass, and all of a sudden, the Hebrew people that all came from Joseph and Israel, they woke up one day, not one day, but it was a gradual thing, and they were in bondage. They were slaves to that Pharaoh that rose up who didn't care about God. 
And he was actually afraid of them because he knew how mighty they were, so he enslaved them. Okay, so this is the parallel that I'm making is that this is happening in America right now is that we were a Christian nation and now we're slowly and gradually going into a socialist communist system to where I believe we will be in bondage. Now, some people won't define it as bondage, but I do believe if you're living in sin, if you are condoning sin, that you are in a spiritual bondage per se, even though that you feel that you're free, you're really not free if you're a slave to sin. And so I do believe that with the new whether now I do believe still that there's a possibility that Mr. Trump could be our president, but I think it's inconsequential in the long term that no matter what happens, there's going to be a communist order that that will take over America. But the prophecies are there so we know it and we can prepare for what's to come. And we can be outside of it. Now, tell me what you think. Now, this isn't a Daily Renegade exclusive in this part. So I want you to comment, but I want you to comment through dailyrenegade.com, through the forum there. And go out and bless somebody this Christmas with my new DVD. Bless them with Josh Peck's Silent Cry. Bless them with a Daily Renegade membership. I love you guys. Go forth and bear some fruit.